is Richard Wilson speaking. Thank you for downloading One Foot in the Podcast. So I'm a wrinkly, crinkly, but don't shed a tear. Hello and welcome back to Series 1, Episode 3, where we'll be discussing the Valley of Fear. With me is a return guest. He hasn't been on since Series 6. It's Dan. Hello, Tom. How are you? Very good. Yeah, of, of good this uh, slightly cooler evening. We just had a heat wave. Yeah, it's um, still very warm where I am. You, yeah, you said you were quite quite warm, but uh, it's quite cool here. All I mean, right. I don't think I think it's just my conservatory is cool at last. It's not been cool for a few weeks, but uh, thank God I can, we can do a podcast. Because I, I delayed... Uh, us recording last night because it was just sweltering, but yes, here we are. Yeah. I'll struggle through. We'll be fine. You'll be right. You got a you got a cold beer. Hopefully it's yeah. cold, chilled. It is. It is. Um, so the Valley of Fear and uh, January the eighteenth, nineteen ninety. But initial thoughts on this episode? It's still early days in the One Foot in the Grave universe. Um, yeah, it it starts to find its feet around now. Um, incidentally, I'll say the Valley of Fear that's inspired by Sherlock Holmes. Arthur Condor's fourth Sherlock Holmes novel. The only theme connection to this is uh, like community and fear, that sort of thing. Obviously, Renwick, like myself, is a, a fan of Sherlock Holmes, so he tried to sneak in a couple of <laughs> episode names. Yeah, ep- episode names is something I never really investigate. Yeah, I, I'm not, I probably should really. Any guest I have on tends to know the background to why, well, why an episode name has been chosen. Yeah. Um, a, but... Yeah, Valley of Fear, it's a tenuous link. Um, Return of the Speckled Band, another Sherlock Holmes one. That's a lot stronger because of the snake, obviously. Then his other ones were Edgar Allan Poe. And sometimes there's not a lot of meaning to the, the names. You get that with many seasons. Yeah, they're, they're, very, they're very clever. Mm-hmm. Horse and Horses one uh, episode names are a bit more savvy with understanding the uh, play on words, you know. Yes. But not so much with one foot. Uh, anyway so yeah i think this um the last episode i reviewed was the big sleep and Mm -hmm. i think simon and i concluded probably our least favorite of that series i don't know if you agree with that well doing my uh uh, little bit of research before this i was i referred to uh the bible from richard (laughs) weber (laughs) and uh yeah the um the big sleep was only watched by seven and a half million viewers, which is Only. The, lo- the lowest. Well, for today, that'd be fantastic. Yeah, that was the lowest of uh, the entire run. Um, which is still good, really, isn't it? Even yeah, and um, ironically, and we talked about Sherlock Holmes connection. The Valley of Fear beat Sherlock Holmes on ITV that that week. Oh, did it? Yeah, which um, actually beat the Big Sleep the week before. So they were quite all happy about that, apparently. Yeah, I think. So ironically, yeah, ironically, um, Renwick's got his own back on that one. <laughs> I would say probably my favourite episode of series one. The next episodes are Retired to Bedlam, yeah, then Eternal Quadrangle, and then Return of the Speckled Band. You say the uh, which is a decent episode, but yeah. I, yeah, I reckon slap bang in the middle of series one. This is it's pretty decent. Yeah, as you know, the first episodes are always finding the feet, character yeah. development, etc. You can't go too crazy in your first couple so uh no. but i think it starts to flesh out around now well if we should we dive straight into the uh, first scene yes please one foot in the so uh, victor and margaret return from somewhere we don't know well we know where victor's been he's been photographing badgers i don't know if it's mm-hmm. just a new hobby has, has he has, do we know Later in the series, if he's a, a bit of a David Bailey enthusiast, or is he? Is this no, just a, a new thing? Yeah, it's a new thing that he uh, he gets stung badly and never returns to, like a lot of his hobbies. And it sounds like he's he's coming in sporting a a bandage with a blood spot, and he's yeah. being mugged, uh, which will spark off the storyline for this episode of uh, mm-hmm. you know looking out for your uh, fellow citizen in the community. Yeah, and um, if he's been in the woods, then he's been confronted by presumably teenagers, which is quite terrifying, really, because there's no one around for help yeah. in the woods. 
Yes. Yeah. But he's been in. Uh, he's been in yeah. hospital, hasn't he? Yes, the Bluebell Woods. He was. Yeah, he's beaten up. The bandage is funny in itself, isn't it? So, yeah. Kamikaze pilot. Yeah. But yeah, he does uh, reference being in hospital a lot. Hence the season ticket in intensive care mm-hmm. one liner. So he is prone to accidents. And... Yeah, and, and uh, attracting aggravation. Well, that's <laughs> that side of his character starting to develop. It certainly is, and it, it, later on he gets really angry and directs it at Margaret when he's got the neighbourhood watch round. Yeah, and I, I I've watched this episode before hit and record, and uh, I was quite taken aback how out of all the Victor's sort of outbursts, that one didn't seem victory. If that makes any sense, it was quite an aggressive yes. tone to it, and it didn't yeah. wasn't as funny as he can be. But again, mm-hmm. this is series one, isn't it? So. Yeah, those actors are finding their feet with how they deliver their lines. Yeah, exactly. Also, the common theme for this episode is the infamous, mysterious smell of the sideboard. I can still smell it, you know. Smell what? I don't know, but it's worse when you stand by the sideboard. And to this day, the odd debate can be had on um, Facebook or Twitter, one from the grey forums of what that smell is. And Mm -hmm. I think it's I personally think it's obvious. I'm not saying I'm right, but I'm sure it's to do with a dead cat at one point. Well, one would assume that, wouldn't they? Um, that's what I assume. The the dead cat will be very. We'll we'll discuss that later. Yes, yeah. There's theories to it, but um, Margaret picks up the the uh, the old old fashioned looking telephone to report into her mother of uh, the goings on in their world, and mm-hmm. the speed of this conversation between Margaret and her mother. It's lightning fast, isn't it? Because yes. she's speaking to her, and then her mum, her mother's obviously given an instant response. So yeah. it's quite a quick conversation. Yeah, I, I, I think that's me doing a little. I'm, I'm been a bit facetious with my uh, analysis. analysis of acting there because it's quite a, yeah. just a really quick conversation. Yeah, yeah, it's a bit. Yeah, Victor wants um plenty of sympathy, doesn't he? Because He's although he's sarcastic with it, he wants uh, to know that his mo- her mother that he's definitely been beaten up. Tell her I was sexually molested is what, yeah, that one that's a line. Funny line. Yes, <laughs> that's a funny line. Yeah. Oh, it was soccer hooligans, wasn't it? Not just teenagers. Like, yeah, those, sorry, uh... it was. I've even wrote the note there. Yeah, soccer. Yeah, hooligans, yeah, yeah. So they, what they were doing in Bluebell Woods, I don't know. Unless depends. unless that's just the name of a road. Good point. Words. Well, if, if he's taking pictures of badgers, I'd imagine it's definitely woodlands. It would be a wood, yeah. I feel like it, yeah, more than likely. Um, I think it was to take a picture of the sunset rather than take a picture of badgers. Did I have, have I made that? Have we been, did I hear that right? Is it badgers he was taking a picture, pictures of? Have we just been talking about yeah, it? Was, it was badgers. Was I'm it sure badgers? Okay, because I've yeah, also badgers. written he's gone to take a picture of the sunset as well. Um, I'd have to play it back with audio, Tom, to be honest. That's okay, we'll, we'll move on because I think. If we've got it wrong, or if I got it wrong, then uh, no, I thought, yeah, I thought he was taking pictures of badgers. Maybe I just, I don't know, I'm having a bit of a, a brain fart here. Yeah, oh, it doesn't matter. He's, it, yes, yes, he's um, been beaten up. He gets quite a lot taken from him: watch, wallet, camera, credit cards, pen, and a yeah. pen knife, brown tweed jacket, <laughs> yeah. which will make an appearance later, of course, and a, and a bit of a throwaway line by Margaret at how hideous the jacket is, which we'll we'll hear more of that, won't we? She, mm-hmm. the Noel Evans sweater fiasco. Yeah. Um, amongst other other things he wears, shoe wear, whatever it may be. Pretty short scene because he's been given a sedative um, in advance, actually. It was like an injection, which I didn't know you could have like a sedative that took yeah, that I'm long to... Sure. to Just before he does nod off, he um, and I didn't notice this, I um, read on IMDB, like a, not a, what's the word? A, um... You read what I read, didn't you, about prison in cell block H? You did, yeah, yeah. We read, we read the same thing, and that, and I actually checked, and that is correct. So, so is he watching the end credits? He's actually watching the end credits, right? Not, okay. not the beginning. I've so, never watched um, that I, program. Have you? I vaguely remember watching it a bit when I was a kid. So right. it would have been late eighties, early nineties. It's probably terrible, but um, yeah, unless the sedatives, he didn't realise. Is actually the end of the program. I don't know. Yeah, he could have just be switched on, and it's although he he, he does say, "I oh, state, I, I just want to watch Prison Cell Block H," which yeah. Margaret's uh, very much against watching. But mm-hmm. anyway, he falls asleep, and that ends that scene pretty abruptly. And in, into the following scene 
in their back garden, and Victor is um, scrubbing off some graffiti on the wall. Uh, what does it read? The man who lives here is a turd. <laughs> fantastic. I so love I love that. More evidence that he's uh, at war with the uh, well, street. Is that the first? I can't think. Is that the first um, sign of graffiti directed um, towards Victor? I think the first sign of graffiti, yes. Yes. Uh, because start of series two, episode one, when he, they visit Wingate Drive to see the house that's demolished at night, um, mm-hmm. the neighbours, two two sets of neighbours are shouting at him for making too much of a racket. So they, they've got, obviously, yeah. he's, he's not everyone's cup of tea on that. Yes, yeah, so that's it. They're starting <clears> to <throat> develop his reputation here as uh, locally known of. Yes. Yeah. It's amusing graffiti, but in reality, quite cruel. We don't know the background. Yeah, well. it is, yeah. it's probably just some kids he's uh, yeah. had there's a go there's... at at some point. Yeah, I don't know if it was... Um, is it, there are some candidates I've written down. Maybe the window cleaner woman from episode two in The Big Sleep. You know, she accuses mm-hmm. him of flashing her. Yeah. Maybe one of the two policemen who performed the Jehovah <laughs> Witness Act. Yeah. Dr. Yeah. Snellgrove. <clears throat> yes. Uh, yeah. for the way she, he spoke to uh, her, you know, when the... Um, you know, he said, uh, you know, when she said, oh, what do you think it is then? You know, that completely, yes, and yes. he was quite rude back, but she was also really useless. Yes. So that we, it's fun to speculate who, who might have done that. But in reality, I can't see a GP getting up the a ladder no. and graffiti and that sort of thing. No. Even policemen, I don't know. Maybe they'd uh, bent coppers trying to get people into trouble. Who knows? <laughs> <I don't> know. <laughs> but he's um he's trying to polish off this abusive graffiti whilst Margaret and Gina are inspecting his, obviously the artwork on display, his, uh, his underpants. Which yes. um, I don't know is uh, I think Margaret points out that thing that does happen with blokes' underwear with <laughs> mm-hmm. they come a bit thin yes. in the uh, that region and, and uh, I won't go into will, too much detail. Yeah, it will always be the the <clears throat> female half of the relationship will uh, <laughs> insist on them being thrown away first. Yes. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I, yeah. I've uh, yeah. I won't go into it. Acidic farts or whatever it may be called. <laughs> um. Yeah, but he does his sardonic rant, doesn't he, to like Which an imaginable that's, audience? That's yeah, brilliant to the writing is um, sarcasm and impersonation, satire, and it's just hilarious. Oh, and his voice just brings it to life yeah, yeah, tenfold. He... The Bishop of Durham, the way this is, <laughs> yeah. actually, it was a terrible impersonation, but you know, you know that's I'm good. Getting. I couldn't remember the name that he's, yeah, yeah, that's yeah. Like a... Margaret's a bit uh, harsh, embarrassing bit in front of I know that Gene is very much part of the furniture, but. She's disgusting his underwear mm-hmm. in front of him, but you know it's it's a nothing really. I don't know the reason for this scene other than just to show there's mm-hmm. there's another reason for some sort of community watch to, to occur. He's been beaten up, and now the graffiti. Yeah, so it's just building that storyline up into the following scene. He's quite distressed still at this the graffiti, and and there's the first reference of uh, Margaret leaving many of these doors open, uh, cupboard mm-hmm. doors. My other half, she tends to do this all the time. Every drawer and cupboard cupboard door, fridge, freezer often is left open. Yeah, and, uh, this is what Margaret's doing. Is that the same in your household, or, or uh, no? no? But my partner's brother is so absent-minded it is unreal he'll leave he'll leave the front door open he'll leave oh, his really? car he'll leave his car door open oh. he'll leave everything open it's just you want to strangle him but you know, <laughs> it's <laughs> yeah, yeah he can uh absent-mindedness that's all it is yeah is he going to listen to this podcast or no probably not. <laughs> no probably not anyway well there's a reason why you know margaret margaret's leaving those doors open is going to have a uh um, yes. what's the word Consequence. Consequence. Victor, what does he say? He also thinks um, kids have posted a b- bottle of urine to him, but yeah, he thinks it's a free, bo- free bottle of Lucas. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's good. I like that. Yeah. So surely he'd see the bottle is in a you know a marked a marked <laughs> bottle would say Lucas, wouldn't it? Yeah, it would. He'd think so anyway. Unless so... he's just that suspicious of uh, what gone through his letterbox. They've had HB spicy sauces further down the line come through. Yeah, so... unless the the free sample part came off the promotional part and it was just <laughs> laid there on Perhaps, the, yeah. on the doormat and he yeah. some urine. At this point, Jean pops her head around the the door. You're right. I can definitely smell it. What do you think it is? I don't know, but it's worse when you stand by the sideboard. Well, don't stand by the bloody sideboard. <laughs> go home. I like the way he just says, go home. Just, yeah, <laughs> just, a bit like, um, reminded me of his brother Alfred, what he wasn't supposed oh, to Oh, yeah. 
Oh, yeah. That's one of the, the few occasions that you were, uh, I don't know about you, but not necessarily on Victor's side. Poor old uh, Alfred, he's come all that way from New Zealand. No, but he was bloody annoying. He was bloody annoying. Yeah, yeah. I know, I know what you mean. It's just, he was played that way, you know, he played the similar character. Yeah. Um, Richard Pearson. Ben Badly, but... Um, yeah, it's just that same, yeah, in the, in the same universe, he's Gary Strong's dad, isn't he? And it, just when he's having an evening meal with him and leaves the table with the, um, <laughs> the cloth tucked into his ass. That's genius. one of the funniest slapstick moments, Mop in the Grave. It is, sure. yeah. And that could easily happen. Yeah. A, a dithering old, bumbling <laughs> I'm, so-and-so. I'm surprised it hasn't happened to Gene. It might have done at one point, yeah, but uh, yeah. it could have easily, easily happened could. to Brian Murphy, couldn't it? When they were yes. at the table eating all that grub. <laughs> it, it worked really well. Yeah, poor Mr. Foskett. Oh, yeah. I love Mr. Foskett. Anyway, yeah. sorry. Um, apparently, this smell, Victor can't smell this smell. It's probably partly why he's wound up by the fuss that's been made. Yeah. Apparently, he can't smell a thing uh, due to an accident with sniffing a live wasp, but he, he claims no, he was, he's just smelling some plants, but uh, obviously... <laughs> uh, I think this yeah. this will be a. Um, I mentioned something about series six when he buys the birdhouse. Yeah, so what you know when he when he um, buys Patrick, what he thinks is some artwork is actually a yeah, he thinks it's Jack- Jackson bird. Pollock sort of um, yeah. masterpiece. It's just like the bird shit on uh, the floor. Could... Of, it's the floor of an aviary. Yeah, seemingly he couldn't smell it, so maybe he's just got right. nasal problems. Oh, I tried to uh, disguise trace elements of uh, ketchup. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> Yeah, and obviously with his cooking, it annoyed everybody but him. Oh yeah, yes, yeah, yeah. I think so maybe the, this wasp did a uh, lifelong damage. I think so because yeah. there's yeah, there's, like we said, there's other examples further down the line that you can't quite smell. I only come up with a couple of examples there, but anyway. yeah, yeah, well, yeah, interesting. The second plot's about to arise here with the central heating noise. Yes. Oh God! Here we go. That central heating again. It is even switched on. Mind your stitches. Did this used to be a thing where one of the symptoms of gas central heating breaking is the banging? Because well, uh, sometimes you hear <laughs> your your radiators if they need I, bleed and they're full of water and it's just making us. I remember. I think I remember as a child hearing similar noises from the attic. But on this occasion, uh, I'm skipping forward here, but. The well, all I'll say is the sound was in Renwick experience in real life. So I read this in the Weber book. That's right. where he's got his inspiration from. With central heating noise banging, Margaret's pretty okay with it, but obviously Victor, this is going to be a problem. Yeah, this is definitely the angriest he's been since the series started. I know it's only three episodes in. Mm-hmm. Margaret's requested Victor to call the plumber. <laughs> he demands it not to be the one with the glass eye saying that the uh the, the lavatory is a death trap to this day. So yeah, I don't know right. what this previous plumber did. The only obviously thing someone that, partially yeah. cited who, who didn't do a great job. For but, a toilet to be a death trap, all I can think of is he hasn't attached the toilet seat properly and you fly off and you sit on it. <laughs> <laughs> Probably, yeah. That, that, that's all, yeah. We've just had a um a, to- a new toilet seat installed downstairs, which I I always think of Ronnie and Mildred, of course, mm-hmm. when you lift the toilet seat, oh, you see yeah, a picture. But it's a yeah. double toilet seat. I've never. It's quite. If you've got kids, it's, so oh, okay. you have like a little toilet seat. For, oh right, okay. And then a big one for the bigger asses in the family. Right. Uh, <laughs> okay. But and no, I Ooh. I've only thought of that in this moment because this literally this reference a toy. I wouldn't never bring this up on the podcast. It's uh. No, toilet, toilet, toilet discussions beneath you, Tom, isn't it? <laughs> oh, it's not. Oh, I talk about the <laughs> yeah. Um, yes. Anyway, so uh, first sign of the cats. So this, this, there's this um, stray mm-hmm. that's been uh, wandering around Wingate Drive, Wingate yeah. Avenue, Wingate Crescent. I think this might be first, or maybe the second or third time an animal's been referenced in the show. Uh, we had a dead bird. We've had. Yeah. Uh, um, I made a obviously a dead snake at the end of this series. Yeah. Oh well. Yeah. There's there's huge so many. Amount. I enjoyed your quiz with the lady. I can't remember her name now. Where Miss she, Penny Kate. Well, that's the one. Yeah, I enjoyed that very much. And she. Oh, thank uh, you. you. I think you you thought of seventeen animal references. Oh no, there's. Um, I think I thirty. Oh, sorry. Thirty nine. No, but right, you had thirty nine. But there's about seventy. I think. Yeah, and she reeled off. She broke the thirty nine easy, but then I was I was getting ones as well that yeah both weren't getting. So I, I knew that would good, happen. Yeah, I, 
I, I knew that listeners would probably come up with more. Um, part of the fun, I suppose, just to yeah. uh, add to well, it. But yeah, this, that was this, good fun. You really have to think about quotes throughout the show, not just animals yeah. you see. Yeah, and, but then uh, uh, vice versa, you were getting ones I didn't think of either. So it it's quite good fun, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. so many. Anyway, so ends that scene. Next up, it's evening time in the in the living room. Yeah. Now, uh, Margaret's quite positive they might catch these attackers of Victor, although Victor's obviously pessimistic about this uh, possibility. Uh, he summarises an article to prove his point about the local yobs who... Which uh, is hilarious, in my opinion. <laughs> broke into it. a mortuary and cut a corpse's head off for a laugh. Yeah, it's just the, the last two words for a laugh. Well, for a, three words, sorry, for a laugh. It's the, um, <laughs> just, yeah, it just makes me laugh. David Renwick's ability to write these little articles could be a yeah. comedy in itself. I've said that so many it's times, just, but it really could be. Such a hideous thing to do for a laugh. It's just, yeah, it just makes me laugh. Which also mm. is that if you, any Better Call Soul fans out there, the opening episode of Better Call Soul, you'll see him in the court defending these three young chaps who've, uh, you don't know what they've done. He's sort of defending them that just as like, oh, they're just three young naive kids give them a break and you find out it's actually what they've done is they've broken into a mortuary and and ripped the head off of a corpse and mucked around with it so to speak just come to me then actually and all the better call soul finale do you watch better call soul no um yeah no 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 breaking bad no oh my goodness no i don't yeah i'd never get involved in these long series so what i just said there was complete gobbledygook as far as you're concerned no, no, I was letting you just talk to the listeners. That's fine. I knew, um, yeah. David's a big, David's a better cool soul fan. He, he's, um, yeah, I remember him. I think he did. He say that, yeah, he said it. He did, yeah, he did, yeah. Breaking Bad, better cool soul. I mean, yeah. I think, um, I was, I'm not, there's no judgment. I just, I haven't watched them, I haven't got into it. Uh, yeah, I've got enough it, of a backlog of stuff to watch without getting into new stuff. There's so uh, much to watch out there. That sounds quite sad, but yeah. <laughs> You're not alone. Like, there's so much. I mean, I've been made to watch The Sopranos for about 15 years. Yeah, um, I've never watched them. And The Wire. Yeah, it's. Yeah. Uh, I actually quite like that sort of Scott. Well, it's not, I like mafia stuff, Scorsese, that sort of thing. Never, no, never watched a single episode. I uh, feel a bit cheated when to my. Well, I feel like I'm cheating myself when I spend bloody hours trying to find something new to watch, and I just put on something that I've seen before because it's just easy. I did that last yeah. night with Django Unchained. Oh, yes. It's an amazing film. I've seen it about six times. Yeah, it's one of the few films I actually like uh, Leonardo DiCaprio in. Oh, really? Not Wolf of Wall Street or. Oh, yeah, I'm not saying he's a bad actor. Just, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. He's he's, he's a good actor, but uh, that's a good one. Yeah. No. And uh, Christoph Waltz as well. Oh, he's fantastic. Yeah. Very good. Fantastic. He was in the um, James Bond, wasn't he? The. uh, Oh, yeah. Daniel Craig's last couple yes. of films, yeah. Yeah, he was very good in that as well. Anyway, back on topic. Sorry, everyone. Yes. Um, so Victor's recalling the good old days when there wasn't this kind of crime at their age, and Margaret talks with the fact that it's because he voted for the SDP, and I think that's Social Democratic Party. This is, yes. Formed in 1990, just by yeah. Googling. So it's very new when this episode was out, but they filmed in this in, in 1989 for a 1990 release. It's quite a cool, very new outfit. Margaret just says, you know, but his voting choice led to, I suppose, Mac- Margaret Thatcher being in charge again. Yeah. Although yeah. it doesn't reference her name. So they basically split the Labour vote. Yeah, um, that's probably it. Ensuring a, a Thatcher landslide, basically. Yeah. And so that was Victor's fault. So <laughs> there you go. Anyway, Victor suggests forming a neighbourhood watch. At the same time, we hear more banging from the, the, the plumbing. At this point, he's asked us to go make a drink, goes to the kitchen, and here comes one of the most iconic moments in One Foot in the Grave. Probably the first iconic moment of the series to date. So even when you look back, it's in the top 20 moments, possibly. I'd say that's fair, yeah. And it caused outrage at the time, and I can't work mm-hmm. out why, because, you know, in reality, you know, it's... So Victor Fanny, <laughs> it's his delivery to Margaret, he's utter disbelief when he says... <laughs> Did you put a cat in our freezer? <laughs> Obviously, Margaret leaving all the doors open comes back to bite her mm-hmm. on the ass a bit because, yeah, although who leaves a freezer door open by accident? Which, mm. it, it, if you've got a dodgy freezer door, it's going to slip open admittedly. But, yeah, I think most people, even people who are bad at closing fridge or doors in I general, that you would close your fridge or freeze when it's due to de- 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 icing. Yeah. Uh, you can sometimes, if you've got that sort of fridge, you think it's closed, but it isn't. 
Yeah, but who de-ices a freezer now, though? Patrick well, did. Patrick does. <laughs> Congratulations yeah. on purchasing your whatever he says. <laughs> Self-defrosting freezer. That's whatever. It. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's a good one. Yeah, she says, I've come over all cold when I discover it. Oh, I love that. They're just machine gunning these great yeah. one-liners. Yeah, you've come over all cold. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know um, if some of the complainees thought it was a Christ. Imagine they thought it was a real cat, or just oh, a lack, I mean, of, like gosh. a lack of class thing. Like it was a bit too much. But I don't know. It, it's <laughs> yeah. I don't, I don't get the yeah. I don't get the complaining thing anyway. But to mm. actually think it might be a real animal cruelty, it's beyond. It's it's, it's um, the equivalent of. If there's some people out there, if, if they watch, you know, a soap, EastEnders, or, real, and there's yeah. a baddie, they'll walk past the actor or actress and have a go at them. Oh, yeah, like free Deirdre Barlow in um, <laughs> yeah. Coronation Street. Like, yeah. yeah. Unreal. Best of those one-liners has got to be rubbing the two fish fingers to keep warm. Yeah, and well, mine is, I've actually made a note, I don't know why, because I'm not off by heart. It's, um, just as well we didn't have a chest freezer. We might have a, be here, uh, standing here with a woolly mammoth, um, frozen mammoth. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, I balls that line up three times. That's but, right. Yeah, I do like that line anyway. You've come over all cold. Yeah, just. Right. Uh, I think when yeah. I spoke to David, he said the only regret he probably have now with with uh, some some of this, the material is is the lack of empathy by yes, I was just, in particular. I, where... I was just, yeah, sorry, Tom. I was no, no, going to no. mention this because he did question whether he'd actually write that now, freezing a cat because he's now a vegetarian and the animal lover so um what david is is he yeah yeah he told you that did he tell me that oh, i can't yeah. remember see god yeah terrible memory no, that's all right yeah lot, lots of digest and obviously you had to edit the whole thing down so <laughs> there's um, so much i forget honestly yeah well I, li- I listened to that a couple of times very fascinating thank you and, very uh, much yeah he's um he just questions whether he'd write that now being a cat owner himself and a vegetarian yeah and um He's lost it. He actually, I think he's lost one of his cats lately. Like, unfortunately, passed away. Oh, so, oh, I know. He's, yeah, he's had that for a long time. So, uh, it's like, like losing a family member. Absolutely, absolutely. And um, we are my dog Fly. He's a border collie. He's eleven and a half. Probably only got a couple of years left. And it's yeah, you yeah. see them age. It's just tra- It's tragic. It is. Yeah. Half the reason why people don't get a pet, not just because of the commitment, but obviously, um bloody break your heart when they go because they're not around for that long are they you know? yeah I, I felt exactly the same but my partner's just broke me down and we've got a kitten so uh, um, what's old, kitten yeah. called well we've got a couple of rabbits who are called zeus and athena so we've got a, a greek theme so the kitten is perseus so oh, right. they're called percy for short so and you're, you're going to greece soon aren't you yes yeah you're not, not going to take them then uh no <laughs> certainly not no 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 neither no of course no it'd be mad if you did it yeah. would. I'm not going to leave it in there, am I? <laughs> so its eyes light up every time you open the door. <laughs> that puts the end to that scene. Onto I don't know if it's the next day. The other thing about um, the animals getting uh, treated badly in the, in the one foot world is uh, Annette Crosby herself said she always dreaded looking at a script mm-hmm. and seeing anything that would happen to the uh, the animals of the world. And uh, you know, yeah. Probably wasn't a fan of that scene, I imagine, and it's the first no. of many. It's nice she's uh, heavily involved in retired greyhound charity. That's yeah, I believe so. That's which right, is, she is. Which yeah, is nice because if I think if I ever got a dog, I'd want a rescue dog, and I do mm. quite like greyhounds. So there you go. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. sorry. Um, in That's the next right. the next day, I think it's the next day. Margaret's in a bit of a hurry, getting ready for work, and then Mrs. Burkett makes an appearance. I think it's her yeah. one and only appearance but she is mentioned on and off throughout the series yeah it is um i think she, she's very annoying isn't she she doesn't say she doesn't, just visually sort of um i don't know is it just me my intolerance she, i don't know i think what, it's the large glasses and the way she shuffles along it's yes um, and the way she well yeah the way she calls out yeah. for victor's a bit pathetic isn't it yes um, and, I, and i think it's because of that, that I don't have a lot of sympathy for her being in the attic. I don't know. <laughs> Maybe I'm a bad person. I don't know. <laughs> she she's um she's obviously visiting to collect the charity clothes for the local jumble sale, which is a Gab- good thing to do. Yeah, Gabrielle Blunt, by the way, she died at a good age, ninety five. That's not not bad, is it? Yeah, um, very good. She looks she could pass for, with all due respect. She could pass for someone in their eighties or nineties, even in this. Mm-hmm. Uh, this obviously done well with the makeup and costumes department. Yeah, 
She's so very glass, honest. Those glasses um, make her look older as well. Big glasses have come back in, though, haven't they? Young people. The Michael Caine look, yeah. And I was saying the other day, um, what's also, um, I say come back in the fashion like it was in the fashion. It was never was, but <clears throat> young people wearing mullets. Mullets, but flip flops with socks or sandals oh, yeah. and socks. Which, they call them sliders. Is that what they call them? Very annoying. Yeah. They're just flip flops, though, aren't they? Basically, so it's, it's a cooler name, sliders. But yeah. I just, yeah, they're, they're they're wearing them out and about in public. And I just think, uh, I, I know each generation comes up with something new, but it really is anything that is the complete opposite end of what most of us would think is not cool. Exactly. Yeah, so it could be a card, an old man's cardigan next with uh, oh, yeah. golfer's trousers. Yeah, plus fours. Yeah, plus fours. <laughs> and All man these bags. Man, the, 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 yeah. I know it's, it's been going on for a few years now, but oh, I don't know. All these things come around again. Yeah. I doubt flares will ever come back and kipper ties. I, I wouldn't be surprised. I, well, flares was, came in for a bit. I, did, did, yeah, did, I'd rather wear flares, <clears throat> kipper ties and sliders. So, Yeah. I, I, I remember when I was at school, must have been year nine, year ten, mm-hmm. for a while people were wearing really baggy jeans. I think it was in the new metal era of music. Sort of oh, it's the uh, okay. and, what, and the, what year was that? 2000, 2001. Oh, right, that's quite late. I was thinking of the baggy era, they called the baggy era, that was like the Stone Roses and stuff. But mm. yeah, you're right, you're right. That yeah. was like the 2001, that was like your more skater look, yes, yeah. which I did I did go for for a short period of time, but uh, mm-hmm. I was kidding myself, let's face it. Well, believe it or not, I used to be a skateboarder, but did you? Yeah, I was quite a bit of Tony Hawks, were you? Um, I was more um more of a street skater. What's the street skater apart from being in the well, street you'd, skating? You'd basically stay away from skate parks. You wouldn't okay. wear you wouldn't wear helmets. You'd you'd be skating where you're not supposed to be skating. Right. Okay. Yeah. Pretty much. Uh, skate parks used to used to, intim- used to feel intimidated going past skate parks because uh just feel like the vibe was that you're just gonna get duffed up if you go anywhere near people. Yeah. Skating. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah, I can see that. Yeah, poor Mrs. Burkett has gone <laughs> slagging her off to talking about uh, fashion in the 2022. But mm-hmm. no, she's um because because Margaret's got to pop out to work. She's just going to allow Mrs. Burkett into the home to collect the jumble sale bag of clothes from the the loft. Mrs. Burkett, very honest in her opinion of Margaret allowing her to route around her house basically because there's been a lot of theft in the in the uh, her um charitable organisation. We've had to freeze the kitty and everything. What? <laughs> really great line because it triggers Margaret. <laughs> yeah. Recent she... escapades with the uh, frozen cat. Yeah, she gives one of a good um, her looks, if you know what I mean. Sheepishly dashes out. Obviously, Victor's apparently back home soon with some medication prescription. She makes yeah. a quick escape. Very, very um, nitpicky of me, but she exits the house via the living room when she could mm-hmm. just go through the corridor which would quicker unless yeah. she just unless she we see unless she's just collecting her keys or handbags that's very pedantic of me i couldn't work out why she she just wanted to get out there because she just felt awkward about the cat thing but mm-hmm. a pointless observation from me here mrs burkett like you see waddles past the sideboard little sniff and speaks to herself that she can definitely smell something near this sideboard that's right. Now at this point, we can now we know the cat's died, and the cat's obviously been coming in lately. And Margaret said earlier, it's that stray that's been hanging around. It's clearly the cat may have, may have been weeing. It may have brought in yeah. uh, the odd rodent. Mm-hmm. Um, plus the, the smell of the cat might have. Uh, I know it's been in the freezer, contained in the freezer, but it might not take much for that smell to seep through the gaps of the freezer if there are gaps. I don't know how. Yeah. Uh, yeah how a freezer works i don't don't imagine actually any smells would escape it but do you think that or is this something mysterious that we're just supposed to no i just think like you it is the the cat that's been coming in and out i haven't always thought that to be fair like i think once upon a time i used to speculate but i I can't take the credit for coming up with that i think it's probably someone on one of the forums but uh right when I when I read, it, I thought, yeah, of course it's the cat. It can't be anything well, you, else. You know, the, the cat appears. She's leaving doors open. Yeah, cat dies in the freezer. It's got yeah. to be some sort of animal. Victor walks in from the chemist. He's got a whole batch of uh, medication. Reading all the warning labels. Quite funny, really. The way, yeah, it's the... just brilliant. The way he speaks is fantastic. Some of these deadly uh, side effects 
um, he reads out <laughs> how how sarcastic he's been at that point. But uh, to yeah, the point, I, he, um, sorry, you, you can say no. That's just the way is Richard Wilson's voice. The descriptive tone is just fantastic. The uh, the doorbell goes, and it's just it's a uh, well, it's Chris Ryan, one of two appearances, <clears> obviously, or three if we're being three, technical. Yeah, three. Did you put that? The McKendrick twins, obviously. Twins. Here is Chris um, Ryan with with a, a rather large mullet, um, much much underused. Chris Ryan, in my opinion. Yeah, I I, I think so. With him as Dave Hedgehog, obviously <laughs> from Bottom. Yeah, and Mike from the Young Ones. Obviously, yeah, and yeah. not enough, not enough to name, in my opinion. He would have been a really good recurring character. It's, he um, would, yeah. A funny half-hearted introduction from him Mama. that he has his own like plumber's mate. Played by David Keyes, he he starred in four episodes um, as Ronnie in in Hot Metal, which is a David oh, okay. Brown production. So the, that's the. No, I didn't. Um, I, I have seen. Uh, I haven't actually watched the entire. Is it two series of Hot Metal? I think it is. Yeah, I think I've seen the first half of the first series, and it, I was intending to buy it, and I still have. I was just going to interject here and say. Um, Again, back to the banging sound, which was inspired by Renwick from real events. Um, these two plumbers were part of that inspiration. He had a main plumber and his um, young assistant who enjoyed humiliating. So uh, that's brilliant. <laughs> yeah, that's a um, half-assed introduction from a plumber. Yeah, and he uh, Victor shows uh, shows him to the pump as he spots the the ladder to the attic. He gets quite irate that. Margaret once again has left something open, and uh, here lies the uh, the joke. Yeah, it's poor Mrs. Burke. I think well, an element of sympathy here, but he's oh yeah, in. yeah, yeah. And uh, at this at this point, once he's closed the the loft, the plumber and the assistant have clearly they they kind of got a sort of Lauren Hardy relationship. Mm-hmm. I'd love Chris Ryan's scene in this when it's he burns fantastic. himself. And my <laughs> personal favorite lines coming up. He's yeah, so brilliant. Good. <laughs> it's just. Fire, that's red hot, that tank. What have you been doing? Testing nuclear warheads in there? Oh, God almighty. Look at that. That's burnt me all down there. Look at that. Oh, I'm sorry about that. Do you want some ointment? No, 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 no. I'm used to it. I'm bloody used to it. It's oh, all right. <laughs> I'll be all right in a minute. So, so um, I'm used to it. I'm used to it. Bloody quite, hell. It's <laughs> quite incensed that Victor's boiling hot pump and then, yeah. you know, Shows him the burn on his leg. Well, perhaps you can get you some dressing. Uh... Don't tell him that. He'll come back with a bottle of vinaigrette. Yeah, Don't tell him that. Great. He'll come back. Yeah, that's, yeah, it's awesome. Lack of faith and tone he has with his, with, with the... Well, he says, what have you been doing testing nuclear warheads? <laughs> yeah. That Victor's... was one of my questions, wasn't it? In my quiz. Did you remember I did a... Yes, yes, it was. That's, yeah. I don't know why. I, it was such a wordy question, but it was just a complete yeah. quote. I got that one purely because the next line is one of my favourite in the entire series. <laughs> But you will, you will now edit and play properly. Oh, I'll clip it. And it's, um... <laughs> we are not in the habit of crouching about in the airing cupboard dressed as Alec Guinness from Bridge in the River Kwai. <laughs> <laughs> and yet it's always supposed to be hot. I thought that was the whole point. Which is a film I like. and That works perfectly. He's just, he just, he just dressed like him. It's absolutely <laughs> fantastic. Just always cracks me off. It's just the way Richard Wilson delivers the lines. It's Yeah, it's... it's uh... I can't speak highly enough about it. That's an underrated scene, I think. It's very it's, underrated. It's just, yeah, it's great. It, it's a very short scene. They they go back to their the van. It's the big white thing parked up on the street, as he says to <laughs> That's it, yeah. his his mate, and uh, he he's left behind clearing up all the all the tools. Plumber's mate guy. Yeah, and obviously through great confusion, here's a gentle hello from Mrs. Burkett, mm-hmm. which I don't blame him because. I mean, what would you think? You, you know, you think you're, you're at that point more or less the only ones in the house, and you hear this yeah rather it's... pathetic call cry for help from yeah. Mrs. Burkett. It's the sort of sound that later on in the series only only um, Patrick would hear. This is it, yeah. For, forming his that's right. His, his impression: this, this guy's insane. He's got people locked in trunks, chains rattling. <laughs> later in the day, uh, Victor returns home by the kitchen and calls out for Margaret. She's not there. Mm-hmm. And the phone rings, and it's Margaret, which we uh, she wonders where he's been, and he's he reels off where he's been. Margaret's calling from Mister Burkett's, Mrs. Burkett's husband, so he needs some company. He's having one of his trembling fits, even though that should be funny. I I, I laughed. He's having one of his trembling fits. Um, as <laughs> yeah, he, he can hear something yeah. dropped. <laughs> it's obviously yeah, a regular thing. A trembling fit. Yeah, it's, um, <laughs> it just sounds quite um, 
mild, doesn't it, really? Yeah, the banging continues, and Victor decides to watch a rather loud film just to drown out the noise. Quite a number of short scenes Yeah, in this. Uh, I think this storyline could be used in a Jonathan. Did you ever watch Jonathan Creek? I did. Um, I'm quite a fan of it, but I haven't actually watched them all back-to-back in oh, 10 years. Oh, okay. No, I, not I, for I, any reason that I don't like them. It's just one day I'll sit it. down and get... Oh, yeah, I, I love them. So odd and brilliantly mm. written and as you'd expect from Renwick. I'd love to know, I don't know if you've ever asked him, what storylines he's found harder, <laughs> One Front of the Grave or Jonathan Creek? I or... didn't ask, actually, no. Yeah. He probably would say... I reckon he'd say Jonathan Creek. Because you got the more, intri- more intricate. Oh no, so, we didn't actually don't. Did he say actually? I think he said it's harder to write a comedy one-liner versus I th- a. Yeah, I think. No, he did say comedy is harder to make people yeah. laugh is harder than to impress them with a locked room. I meant the, well, yeah, but the intricacy of the storylines because mm. everything's tied in with one foot. Same with um, as you know, as with Jonathan Creek. But anyway, yeah. it's a question. It's a question for future, isn't it? Yeah, uh, hopefully I can get him back on for more questions. Yeah. So, uh, but I was just saying that this this Mrs. Burkett locked in the uh, attic could be a technically could have been a mystery in the Jonathan Creek universe. But obviously yeah, we yeah. know what's going on because we've seen what's happened. Yes. <clears throat> anyway, so this is the next morning. Victor's eating his breakfast. Margaret walks in. She stayed the night. And Mr. Burkett's sort of quite surprised at. I don't know why I was surprised by that. Um, but Mr. Burkett has a theory as to uh, Mrs. Burkett, his wife, being abducted for, for sexual favours to various sultans of the uh, oh, United, right. Arab, yeah. um, United <laughs> Arab Emirates. So, yeah. The wordy thing. Something that I would have thought Mr. Swaney's mum would come up with, because she obviously thought she was abducted, didn't she? For, uh, minus mm-hmm. the sexual favours bit. But Yeah, that's very um, Swaney, Swaney-like. Yeah, and they're just trying to work out what's happened to her. And Margaret recalls last seeing her before entering the loft, and obviously the penny drops for mm-hmm. Margaret, not for Victor, obviously. No. And she dashes upstairs to rescue her, and she's all dusted and dishevelled. And yeah, she's been there for a day, 24 hours at least. <laughs> you see a blackened face crying uh, down yeah. the hatch. Victor's obviously had um, earbuds in, hasn't he? Or he's, he's yeah. little ear defenders, so he's not. He wouldn't have heard, heard any cries for help. No, it's so, not too. It's not too far fetched, really. It I don't think it's that far fetched. I think no. If that happened today, the chances are, even if it was an elderly person, they might have a phone on them. Yeah, probably. And, you know, it would be yeah. it'd be sorted, wouldn't it? Yeah. The, the preceding scene just sees Margaret very aggressively dusting, and Victor's in the doghouse. I just don't see it as being his fault. He mm, he he's no. had no heads up. Has he had a heads up that she's popping around? Possibly. It's, as he says, he's, 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 what does he say? He's, what, what have I got to do now? Have a daily inspection for the geriatrics in the attic yeah. or something like that? Exactly. But it's not his fault. It's just a hideous accident, really. No yeah. one got harmed. She was found. Yeah, um, yeah. Probably soiled herself in that. If she's, you know, an old woman. <laughs> That's another uh, smell fr- by the sideboard, but in the loft. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, Christopher Ryan might smell that in the future episode. Yeah. Oh no, sorry, wrong house. <laughs> no, it could be. Uh, technically, it could be. He could be a McKendrick. Change mm-hmm. that plumber guy could have had a twin. He's only just... credited as um, plumber. Yeah. So let's say they've got a, a cousin or something or a yeah. third brother. Let's just imagine that. Yeah. Good. Good shout. <laughs> the next scene is that Victor's assembled like a, a neighborhood watch committee, which we see one Walter Sparrow, acting yes. legend he is. Forever know him as Dirty Barry in Fools and Horses. That's right. Who's um, the monk? Who's the monk? <laughs> who's the monk? Till Death is due part. Remember him yeah. being in a scene. But he's obviously an acting legend, isn't he? He's, yeah, quite he's a, a good to get him on character actor. Goes way back. Been given a few lines in this. Victor's summarizing the offenses committed this this last week in their world and the attendees are easily distracted notably by of course the smell of the, the bloody sideboard can you smell something over here i've been saying that all week what is it then i don't know but you can definitely smell it and yet you can't smell it by the window no i know you can't ah it's, it's worse when you're standing by the sideboard look <laughs> I, I can't smell anything here margaret no you can you go over there if you can't smell it over here what's it going over there for <laughs> Oh, I can smell it here now, all right. Well, go back over there, then. I wonder why you can't smell it here. No, it's letting you come through from the kitchen. Can you smell it, Mrs. Stanley? Yeah, this is where you smell it worse, when you stand by the sideboard. I'll see if you can smell it by the window. No, you can't smell it, not by the window. You can only smell it by the sideboard. Look, for Christ's 
make it perfectly simple. Everyone just stay away from the bloody sidewalk. Well, what's wrong with it? I don't know. I can't spell anything. And Mr. Prout is in attendance. We'll see him in the in the in airport. Nolan he scream. That's Episode right. One yeah. series two. Yeah. Um, I wonder if the others attended the uh, that party. You know, so in that scene, Mrs. Warboys, Mr. Prout, Walter Sparrow. So yeah. I can't remember his name in this. And then there's a man and a woman who don't get a speaking part. Mm-hmm. But I imagine they all might have attended the housewarming party because Mr. Prout certainly does. Yeah, he's there as well. Sorry, unfortunately, Walter Sparrow wasn't there in the uh, the, the next that, in that housewarming scene. Then no, he delivers like a speech. Victor, this is on how the obs basically beat you up if you stand up for yourself, and that has to be sorted. Victor, throughout yeah. the series, will stand up for himself. He is. He's, love um, he's a hero, really. Mm-hmm. He's not, yeah, he's got, he's got no fear. You know, you, you could say he's showing leadership skills and a no mm-hmm. nonsense attitude to this. A lot of us don't have that in us, which is why he's a bit of a, a legend. Yes, uh, to us. And he's yeah. um, he's got a bit of a mean revenge quality about him, like pushing rotten fish through people's letterboxes and uh, <laughs> yeah, sort of things. You think I wish I'd have done that. You only yeah. think about it afterwards and think, oh, I should have done that. <laughs> Yeah, but no he, hesitation from Victor. Richard said to me, said to me, didn't he? He said he confronted some cyclists in the park where he lives, and he, he got called yeah, a c-word. Yeah, I remember word, saying that. Yeah, which uh, I said, I just feel like fair enough, like for confronting it, but it's not worth you, you getting beaten up. You're, you know, you're an elderly man now. Yeah, is it worth it just some upstart cycling? I don't know. He's, yeah, he's just, I think the older, the older you get, um, I think some people will say this themselves that just don't care anymore. Mm. And they'll just they'll just say what they want. Yeah, my father my father's a bit like that, but he's probably already, always been a bit like that. But he can cause a lot of embarrassment to my mother. Right. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I just don't know if I've got it in me to. Well, you've got plenty of years to develop. Uh, yeah. <laughs> even in uh, road rage, if someone's clearly in the wrong, I, I've had instances. Well, one particular one where I've been um, confronted mm-hmm. because yeah, there was. They just thought I was in the wrong. They were, yeah, I think because I ch- put my brake lights on for because they kept flashing me. I was just, yeah, just saying basic. And you, I, I must have mentioned this before actually. I, I think, think you I, have. You basically yeah. almost pursued. That's right. Yeah, they banged on my So I, I just drove off. Yeah. And, uh... well, the thing, the thing is now though, Tom. In the old days, you might just get beaten up. These days, you might have a be faced by something. Yeah, a lot worse. an acid attack or a machete. Yeah, it's gone. Yeah, it's ten times worse, isn't it? Mm-hmm. In, Vic- in Victor's day, although he was victim of um, an accidental, let's say, um, mm. hit and hit and run. Um, yeah, the most he got was a piece of copper pipe wrapped around his head. Or <laughs> what you need, like though, this day, you need a like a, a scorpion paperweight to, right, to yeah, retaliate yeah. with. That's yeah. what you need. Yeah, quite this, right. oh, Walter Sparrow's. I've written down. He's he's playing. He's he's called George in this scene, actually. Yes, he and is. Beetroot George. Beetroot George. He speaks of an incident at the tip. He's right. They're vandals, all of them. Yeah. And sadistic with it too, some of them. That's right. Do you know what Meg and I found when we went up the tip yesterday? A dead cat. <laughs> some monster had suffocated in a plastic bin liner and stuffed down inside one of the skips. <laughs> they must be searching. It's too good for them. They're all repulsed and shot yeah. by this. <laughs> yeah, that's funny. Victor likes to move on very quickly. He does. Can you, I like that inaudible, the inaudible groans and comments from the committee. You just hear Mrs. Mm. Warboys say, Birching's too good for them. <laughs> uh, I had to look yeah. up what Birching's meant. It's just to beat someone up with a, with a, oh, a bundle a birch, of birch twigs. Birch twigs, yeah. yeah. I didn't know that. No, it's like a formal punishment. <laughs> Margaret's but, yeah, look birch, on her very, face. Um, very flexible piece of... Oh, okay. A bit like willow or something, yeah. Birching's too good, <laughs> but um, <laughs> anyway, um, so uh, he pulls out a gun, which is uh, a starting pistol, yeah, uh, which Mr. Pratt recognizes. And uh, he's it says a really, really great line from mm-hmm. George, Mr. Uh, Walter Sparrow, funny line about uh, Mr. Melrose. Poor old Mr. Melrose next door to me, he can't get out of the house at all now, oh. no, not since he had those new locks fitted. <laughs> <laughs> It's just an excuse, I think, by David Renwick, just to put in a gag, isn't it? Yeah. We've had references to Dodgy Locks um, throughout, I mean, Laverick and the later series. Yeah. Um, um, who will but... buy? Well, that wasn't Dodgy Locks. He needed new locks, didn't he? So. That's right. And the Meldrews, yeah. they, when they couldn't get in their front door and the um, 
front yeah. of the holly lady is it yeah yeah you had to climb through the um yeah that's right oh there's end game as well you actually take someone hostage and lock them in yeah sort of, sort of on the same level but not there's really the um the lock on the secret and the seven sorcerers on the chunk. Yeah, yeah. There's, there's like, yeah, yeah. Love room mysteries in Jonathan Creek. That's just David just using that uh, yeah. skill okay. set he's got to write these. But anyway, um, Victor, as I mentioned, he's very enraged and shouts the loudest I think he's ever has done in the whole series. And it is directed towards Margaret mostly. <laughs> I think it's just his posture because he sort of leans forward and it sort of directs it towards Margaret. She's really, he's yeah. already, he's already pissed her off with Mrs. Burke incident so he's he's done it again here and, mm-hmm. and he sort of decides it's a lost cause and just suggests they all watch Emmerdale Farm but I didn't know why what where should I miss the joke there I think it's because he he's shouted and Margaret's giving him that look and he's gone oh sod it just all right go on watch Emmerdale yeah I, that I, sort of thing you just I give just read it into he's, it he's, like... he's the only one taking it seriously mm. they're joking about Linford Christie with a starting pistol yeah. And he's, he's sort of sod a lot of you. But I didn't know why, why Emmerdale. Oh, why Emmerdale? Yeah, that's what I mean. Very, yeah. very popular at the time, I suppose. It's mentioned in well, Bottom, isn't it, a few times, Emmerdale Yeah, Farm. Emmerdale Farm <laughs> compilation. And, uh, yeah, yeah, it gets a bit of... Um... Eddie being jealous of the extra who sits in the pub just drinking all day. <laughs> <laughs> Look at that bastard, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Fantastic, yeah. Brilliant. Actually, this almost finished now. It, it, it's a market scene now. Uh, Margaret... Um, this is great as well. He's looking for a replacement coat when he's approached by uh, Jonathan Kidd. He'll be Chippy Joe. Uh, Monday That's morning right, will be yeah. fine, yeah. Do you um, know his father, Samuel Kidd? No. Yeah, he's in... Um, have you ever seen... He would have been a lot more than this. Uh, Steptoe and Sun Rides Again movie? No. You haven't? Well, I highly recommend that. Okay. He's, he's one of the rag and bone men in that. Right, okay. So, but he's, he's, he's an old character actor and sadly, no longer with us. Right. Um, tons, tons of stuff. Well, okay. well, well-known actor. Okay. Yeah, I didn't know. Yeah. I think you've found um, some knowledge with this. I, I could be wrong. Jonathan Kidd is on Twitter. He's written a book about his father. If oh, is he? Him, I, if I have seen him on Twitter, actually. Right, okay. That's him then. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Oh, okay, did they? Yeah, there you go. Victor's... Um, sorry, I, I, I feel sorry, used I... in these moments where I don't know the... the bad... That's Certain right. actors, yeah, especially there. I, I haven't seen Breaking Bad, Tom, so there you go. <laughs> yeah. One all it is, okay, yeah. Um, but that's nothing to do with uh, one foot, to be fair. What I, well, when I mentioned Breaking Bad, but there you go. Oh, well, Victor's um, so he's approached by a market seller, and much like the uh, bendy dinosaur salesman, not really sold, not really no. taken in by the patter of the, sales, the yeah. He's trying to be, Victor identifies a jacket of interest, strongly believes it, it is actually his. When he puts it on, there's a brief scuffle with the seller. Yes. Kid. I think he would have put up more of a fight until he sees this starter pistol. I'll just, I just very quickly point out a brilliant Victor sarcasm of what he's suggesting, those blue trousers. And, oh, yeah, what if I put this bag over my head? <laughs> that's uh, always cracked my bit. I, I think that's, uh, that's probably David Renwick pointing out the ludicrousness of market sellers or anyone in sales. They're just trying to make a quick quid. They'll say anything. Anything, anything yeah. Just... You can wear a Mr. Blobby outfit. You know, you look great. You can wear that yeah. into a posh, a po- yeah. into a posh do. And uh, yeah, Victor's found what he believes is the stolen jackets. That's the so- so- one of the soccer hooligans is half inch. Yeah. A little bit later, he's, he's walking down some street. Uh, and he bumps into Jean, who needlessly says, "You're looking awful today, even worse than usual." That's brilliant. Just... I love that. <laughs> so thanks, Jean. T- typical um, Mrs. Warboy, isn't it? Dropping herself in it. Yeah, she's taking. That... Sorry, sorry. Tom, I was just that street is in Bournemouth. It's it South, is Southbourne. It says on the shop. How is it? Um, apparently, I read that the bowling green in this scene is actually a mile away from that location. Okay. So, if anyone's down that way and wants to have a look. I was I was down there last year, down yeah. in Simon, and I, I think we drove. There was quite a few external shots that we thought it's not worth parking up to see this because there's so yeah. many cars at the side that we can't really park anywhere, and all you're going to do is stand in the, on a pavement for a bit. Mm-hmm. We, we, we had only so much time, but uh, yeah, we it, we might have passed this this uh, where they filmed here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, over yeah, probable. Jean's taking Victor's advice, protecting herself, and she shows a hand grenade, which. <laughs> Uh, dug up from her um, 
Oh, she mentions a Harold. So she's got a um a son called Harold. Did I hear that correctly? A little bit, um, of, a little bit of uh, background into Jean. She says Harold, her 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 eldest, found it when digging the garden. No, it's, it's a dog, isn't it? She says, oh, she, is it? She says it like it's. A, oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah the way she says her eldest sounds yeah. like a child, but it's actually a dog. I remember. I think when I reviewed this the first, I'm sure I made that same error, and I realized, oh, it's. Yeah, okay. It's says, yeah, when you say your eldest, you automatically think do- um, child. <laughs> sorry, a child. Well, so, yeah. yeah, you know what she's like with Nippy, where she thinks it's perfectly normal to have a stuffed dog. She probably thinks it's perfectly normal yeah. to refer to your yeah uh, well, as a, as the eldest. Yeah, but people are like that with their animals. Like they they really are. Mm-hmm. You know, <laughs> cherish. You treat them like yeah, well, yeah, exactly. family members. Yeah, which is how it should be. Don't get me wrong, but it's just mm-hmm. funny how, like, even then, I just forgot in the moment. <laughs> yeah, not... yeah. Anyway, sorry. Uh, hand grenade. So he he uh, Victor lobs it and it lands on a bowling green, and they <laughs> acknowledge it. The the the, the members of that is a horse. Mrs. Warboys's uh grenade didn't go off. Then no, she pulled the pin, didn't she? Which is incredibly insane. I think... Yeah, these old grenades won't go off sometimes, I think. I don't quite understand. You want to risk chem- it, though, would you? No, no, of course <laughs> not, no. Uh, I don't understand the chemistry of it, but um, it can be duds. I have to admit, when Victor's um, lobs the grenade, he gets to the to the floor. The two young lads across the way, so Jake Wood is one of these. Uh, That's right, um, yeah. You know, Bulls and Horses fans will recognise him in Jolly Boys Outing, yeah. EastEnders, Red Dwarf. Yeah, it's, um, on my, it's on my screen now, sir. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they don't know they're born, do they? No. <laughs> um, they 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 actually go to Victor's help. Uh, well, they his age. Sorry, they think he's having a heart attack, and Victor lashes out at them because obviously he's very paranoid that he's probably out to be attacked, which you, yeah. you can understand. But it was a, a bit hammy that scene, didn't you think? Um, the choreograph. Yeah, it, it, was the yeah, choreograph no, there, no getting away from it, Tom. It was. Yeah, it wasn't <laughs> exactly. It was just the way he was. I don't know, he, he was pat, sort of patted them away, I suppose. Them away, like pushed them away, and then yeah. they're both a bit like footballers. They've got going down, covering their crotch area, but they've gone nowhere near that yeah. area. It's... Yeah, I suppose two young men are actually well meaning and a bit soft. Mm. And if some old guy actually did start attacking them, they might be quite shocked and a bit, a bit Possibly. wet. Possibly. But, uh, but it does the way it's filmed, you're right. It's a bit, it's a bit hammy. And, but, but uh, we'll, we'll let them off. We'll let them off. Plumber's mate, who's watching from from afar, speaking to some chap, and he says, "We also keeps this old man, this old uh, <laughs> woman in the attic." Um, yeah, that's funny. Just yeah. his reputation getting spread throughout um, <laughs> uh, throughout the land. And the uh, yeah, that that's this is this is how you know. There's other, there's many other moments in One Foot where people will liken Victor to. I don't say a mummified caveman in the paper. He just his name is out there, isn't it? He's, yeah, he's, he's a local celebrity for all the wrong reasons. Yes, hence the graffiti or. or he's probably not himself aware of how well known he is. That's true, and I'm kind of glad actually because he's quite vulnerable, and you don't want him to know how how yeah. much he's been taking the piss out of really. So everybody in wherever it is, because we don't actually know where it's set, might be quite well aware of Victor Meldrew. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I'm certain it's out, outskirts of London. Because most towns have that sort of person everyone knows about. Yeah. And it, yeah. Victor Meldrew, unbeknownst to him, is probably like that. Possibly, I don't know. He's just the one the one guy who speaks out, speaks up, and yeah, uh, well, he's it, very that's, vocal. Mm-hmm. That's the good side of Victor, yeah. Into the final scene, back at the Meldrews, Mark's on the phone to her mum. So very much like the opening scene, but she's speaking to her mum. The ending scene, she's speaking to her mother. Mm-hmm. Says the smell's gone. Makes her hold the phone to the air of the room for her to believe that the smell's gone, which is very, you know, silly. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. Victor's absolutely furious, of course. He's about to speak um, of the jacket theft. Margaret said the police, they're, they're both sort of cutting each other up, trying to get mm-hmm. their first word in, really. In a nutshell, the police called around with his coat, <laughs> which was recovered yeah. from a, a drug raid, and uh, Victor's realises, actually, the, the payoff here, this plot is uh, Victor's committed you know, armed robbery, broad yeah. daylight, and uh, Margaret barely taking that confession in, really. She's just like, oh, that's nice, you know, you got, so, you got your coat back. Yeah, so Victor is the is the fear. In the Ironically, world. he is. He's mm. beating up a couple of innocent teenagers. Yeah, locking women in attics. And... Lock, yeah. <laughs> and um, 
nick in uh, clothing from market stores and and again the 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 other bit of the irony is he he can smell something by the the sideboard that's right so uh yeah maybe the bang on the head made him his sense of smell more sensitive because at that point he possibly anything, so i don't know but that's yeah. and that ends because these these episodes fly by they do yeah because they're all mostly they're half an hour episodes but a lot more happens as the series progresses yeah they're so packed with overlapping storylines yeah. and so brilliantly written it's just yeah the fly by fly by i was just wondering if the credits tell us any any other names in that committee i don't think it does first job second job because imdb doesn't always have it i'm just no 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 you can't actually rely on that really <laughs> as with wikipedia it's even got the bowls player name oh well oh no, well it is a speak is a speaking part it's a speaking it? part to be fair yeah, um, and I think they do. They do the uh, lack of speaking parts to save on money. Of course, I think if you have to pay an extra. Yeah, I remember you talk, going in depth on that with on the secret of the seven sorcerers people. Yeah, certain actors not um, speaking basically. Is that 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 in that episode that um, large chap said it's well, Mister Henstridge? We think is his heart. Mm-hmm. I think apparently he said he had more lines than that. And it was cut yeah. from the the original airing, but right. I think uh, I think he's always, I don't know if he was quite bitter about that, so he wasn't really ever paid what he should have been. But I'm yeah, trying to recollect yeah, okay. what the the, the 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 full story. So, how would you rate that episode out of ten, then, Dan? Um, seven point five. I'd I'd probably, say so. Yeah, I think I'd probably give it a six or a seven, six and a half. Oh, okay, fair when enough. you think there's some just some lines that for me personally that yeah the scenes for like with Christopher Ryan. Just stick in my head and always will. I just love them. It's probably a seven. It's probably a seven. I don't need carried at, carried away. Out of this, if you can, if you score out of ten as, as a whole compared to all the other episodes and all the other series, it's probably like a six for me. But in this series, this series one, it's probably an eight or a nine because right, okay. it's probably it's, one it's of the hard. Ones. It, it depends how you do your scoring in your head. Is your one? You won't have an episode that is a one. Yeah, but you will. If you go outside of one foot and think of something that's crap. Yeah. So within the yeah, well, I'm probably not scoring it right either. In the it probably is a six. In, All right. in that, yeah, yeah, it's probably six point five, seven. Do you fancy a quick fire round of oh, God. something? Which I had I didn't do with Simon, but I did with Nisha. Uh um, Jonah. Oh god. Yeah, yeah, go on then. You sure. I know you're baking. Uh, I haven't if... actually gone through them all in about quite a while. It's it, it's not a quiz. Okay, go on. It's not a quiz. So it's just a quick fire round. Victor or Margaret? Victor. Patrick or Pippa? Patrick. Mrs. Warboys or Mr. Sweeney? <laughs> Mrs. Warboys. What in the name of sanity or what in the name of bloody hell? What in the name of bloody hell? Anchovy and pineapple or ham and margarita? Ha- ham and margarita. Nippy the taxidermy dog or Nicky the absconding cockatiel? Um, Nicky the dog. Gazanti the crazed gardener or Mr. Gleason the river littering thug? Uh, the gardener. Katie the cleaner or Petra Marie? Petra Marie. Victor Meldrew or Alfred Meldrew? Victor. Beast in the Cage or The Trial? Beast. Wizard of the Witch ending or Things Aren't Simple Anymore ending? Wizard of the Witch. Uh, Wingate Drive or Riverbank? Riverbank. Okay. On to the more poignant moments now, which could lead to a bit of discussion, but given the temperatures in your house, we'll keep it to a minimum. <laughs> Mr. Swaney and Mrs. Meldrew's chat in Dawn of Man. Or Mr. Foskett finding out his wife and kids have left him? Mr. Foskett. Ah, oh, do you have to think <laughs> about that? Straight in. No, yeah, it's my favourite episode, Tom. Yeah, it's true. And plus, that, that does involve a death, so... Yeah, although the uh, Mr. Sweeney thing is fantastic, too. Mr. Sweeney finding out about Tanya having a boyfriend or Victor ripping up his script? Oh, that's a good one. I'd have to say Mr. Sweeney because of the humiliation of the stilts. <laughs> yeah. Which is just you can't help Ren, but laugh. Ren, He's poor. It's Renwick all over, isn't it? You just you want to cry <laughs> and laugh at the same time. <laughs> um, the death of Albert 
or the death of Mildred? Um, Albert. Uh, the care home residents finding justice or little Adam being reunited with his apparent dead dad? Justice. Justice. Yes. Pretty strong answers there. There you go. That's, that's all it was. That's fine. That's good. Uh, I really that's I nice. need to come up with. Do you like that? Yeah, right? it's good. Yeah, this yeah. Bit, just, bit, yeah, it's like a psychologist thing, isn't it? Yeah. Like, I'll, I'll have it. to come. I'll have to come up with some more because I can't ask those same ones every time. But uh, you've been a marvelous guest, and thanks for returning. Uh, it's to... an absolute pleasure, Tom. And, um, thanks for asking me back on. And since I was last on, you've had some. You've had. You've had Renwick on again. You've had Owen Brennan, which was a top superb episode. Graham Linehan. Yeah, and so I'm I'm over the moon to be back on. Well, more than welcome. I hope you come back on again. Yeah, uh, be nice to yes. have you back on and uh, cool down with uh, another beer. Yeah, we'll do it in the winter next time, shall we? <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, we're approaching. Well, we're still middle of summer, aren't we? But yeah, yeah. by the time I've uh, get around to do more episodes, it probably will be autumn. But I just want to thank everyone for uh, continuing to listen to the podcast and getting some lovely glowing reviews in. So thank you very much for that. This um, episode will be out before the Dave and Renwick Q&A. So I'm releasing that on his birthday. Why not? That's a couple of weeks away. But yeah, thank you very much, Dan. Take care. Thank you, Tom. Cheers.